good morning. What's up, everybody? How are you? Uh, hope you're having a good week so far. Yeah. Hope if it's the weekend that you're having a good weekend that is safe. Yeah. Uh, it is currently 12, so I can't say good morning, That's actually. I think we have to restart again. That's a shame. <laughs> I think so, too. we got to record tomorrow. Um, it's sunny. It's beautiful. It is. I woke up early today before 11, so wow, that's a win. that's a big W. Uh, it was actually, if I'm being honest, it was before 10. Wow. So. That's crazy. Uh, so it's looking good. Yeah. How I are did. you? Um, I also had a pretty good sleep, although... I'm dog sitting for my aunt and uncle, and uh, their dog woke me up about 5 a.m. And because it is literally, or yesterday was the longest day of the year, and I think it was just that time of year, it was like bright out at like 5 a.m. Um, so it was hard to fall back asleep. Um, I, I was able to, yeah. though. Um, so that was good. And so, yeah, now I'm just enjoying the beautiful day. Took him for a walk. Going to have a graduation party. And, Glad to uh, hear. Yeah, good to have some warm weather after a few cold days, which was pretty rare in the middle of June. Global yeah. cooling, am I right? Just kidding. And, yeah, stop this global cooling. Yeah. I'm pissed. I think, I think it's just Trump, Trump being uh, in office. He's so he's so cool. He's just caused the globe to I freeze. really think that it's 100% a Chinese hoax. I mean... I'm I'm down to to debate. If that. you disagree, you probably think the earth earth is You're wrong. A cuck. That's the only that's the only uh, logical. <laughs> Live hard. Uh, conclusion there. Okay, what do we got in the playbook today, Sean? Uh, I'm just currently looking through our glorious leaders' tweets, and on the 17th of June at 8:20 p.m., he writes. Next week, ICE will begin the process of removing the millions of illegal aliens who have illicitly found their way into the United States. They will be removed as fast as they come in. Mexico, using their strong immigration laws, is doing a very good job at stopping people long before they get to our southern border. Hmm. Guatemala is getting ready to sign a safe third agreement. The only ones who won't do anything are the Democrats in Congress. They must fix... Or they must vote to get rid of the loopholes and fix asylum. If so, border crisis will end quickly. Hmm. Lot to unpack. Yes, there's a lot there. Um, first, these Democrats. Oh, if they, if only they sign something, like twenty minutes, and the border crisis is gone. Uh, nice. They must vote to get. I I really think that. Trump is playing this Democrats want open borders card really, really well, even though it is 100% not true. The biggest, like, I've never met someone who says, yeah, we should have open borders who isn't a communist on Twitter. Um, Fair enough. So realistically speaking, I feel Democrats do want to fix the borders. They just don't want a wall. And they want it to be humane as well. Because I, I think if it were up to Trump, he'd just close it, except for people who he's deemed as is worthy. Uh, so that as a whole is just it works to rile up the base, but fundamentally isn't right. true. I think he's playing on the the more far left people and those communists on Twitter and some of these marches that yeah, but even, you know, like here here's a 
here's like a news article from 2018. Leftist marchers want open borders, but it is important to note that none of the none of the presidential candidates, I believe, have advocated for open borders. So he's he's certainly trying to no nah, none of them put them in the group with the more far left people, which is probably a good political strategy, even if it's not necessarily the truth. Um, yeah, and then when you're you're able to look at it as Democrats in Congress aren't voting for you know stronger border security in the way he wants it, he can then say, well, if they don't want what I want, they want open borders. Yeah. He's playing it pretty well. Um, it's annoying, but it's annoying and not true, but it works. Fair, yeah. Next, Mexico using their strong immigration laws, which just a month ago were too weak. So it's crazy how fast they turn things around. Uh, what exactly they did, I'd like to see. Yeah. They did say, because of those tariffs, that they were going to work on making new laws, uh, again, which haven't been seen. Mm -hmm. So one minute he doesn't like them, the next minute he likes them. Yeah. Well, it all depends on if they uh, give him what he wants. That goes for pretty much yeah. everybody. Yeah. And what he wants is going to be changing day to yeah, day. True. Uh, the big thing is his claim that ICE will remove millions of illegal immigrants. Uh, and they will be removed as fast as they come in. Now, this is impossible first, mm -hmm. unless he expects the illegal aliens, in his words, to uh, to just walk out on their own. It will take years and years to deport millions of people. Right. Um, as well as it will be incredibly expensive. True. So... This fiscal conservatism seems not to uh, not to include Trump's agenda. Right, he's he's compromising it in, in this case. Um, yeah, which you know he is a walking contradiction of the classic Republican agenda. What's um, your in almost all ways? What are your qualifications for deportation? Do you think any? But who who should be deported in your mind, and who should not be deported in your mind? All right, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. You ready? I want amnesty if you pass certain qualifications. Um, one, I want you to pass a criminal background check and a, and a personal background mm -hmm. check. Two, I don't want you to be you know, f found with any drugs, or not drugs, uh, crime mm -hmm. in the last however many years. So if you're, if you're scot-free, which a lot of these people mm -hmm. are, other than walking on the wrong side of the border... Uh, to put it really lightly, or to not have your paperwork, which a lot of these illegal aliens, uh, in Trump's words, again, are, are a lot of them are people who just, their visas expired. Um, if you pass a background check and you haven't had any criminal implications in the last over many years, mm -hmm. and you've lived here for however many years, there you go, citizenship, now you can pay your taxes, and now you can contribute legally to our society that you've already been contributing mm -hmm. to. Um, I think amnesty isn't a radical idea. I think it's common sense at this point mm -hmm. because of how much of a uh, impact undocumented immigrants have on the national economy and thus the international economy. Uh-huh. 
it it just seems also as the better solution to ripping people's families apart and forcefully sending people back to countries they haven't lived in in however many years. Like you have people who've been living here for decades right. who are undocumented mm-hmm. and they don't even know their home anymore in in Mexico. They know the United States, not just Mexico, obviously. Um, but Mexico seems to be the the figurehead of Trump's. Uh, but I, I just think that it would be a better solution. You wouldn't be spending millions of dollars or billions of dollars on deportation. You wouldn't be ripping people's families apart, and you'd be able to have these citizens or new citizens contribute to the the nation building mm-hmm. with taxes, with uh, you know, with their money. Yeah. And instead of just kicking them out. Yeah, I would say I'm pretty similar to you. Um, I'm Catholic, so that's part of the reason why I'm probably more left on this than most other Republicans. Um, I would say my qualifications are very similar. I would say I would have to look a little bit more into the difference between amnesty and visas and green cards, but your proposition seem pretty good. Um, but in general... I like amnesty in the point to citizenship. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I would yeah. say my general... Um, idea principle is that if you're being a productive member of society or if you have um, you know kids here or other family here then you should be allowed to stay and, and I think your idea is good get those people to start paying taxes um, they already have a job right that's basically what I mean by being a productive member um, then you should be able to keep that job continue to help the economy pay taxes and live your life as long as you're like you said not committing any crimes um, or anything like that, then I don't see a really human reason or to to deport them. Um, it's not like we don't have room. Um, there's plenty of room in America. They're already here. We definitely exactly. have room. Very, very good point. And, um, yeah, so I would say most important are no family separation. Um, and then if you do have a job, then you haven't committed any crimes, then you should be allowed to stay. But if there are people who are here and, and doing nothing, um, who have found a way to get welfare or something like that, or for people who have committed crimes, um, those people I'd say would be eligible to be deported um, unless they maybe have kids here, and then I would say maybe just throw them in jail for the crimes they've committed, but at least they can stay in the same country. I also want to clarify what kind of crimes I view as as deportable. Violent crimes or crimes with, like, heavy narcotics? So you're more like Yeah, I don't think someone should be. Yeah, felonies, like, like... Things that people get years yeah, and years I w- for. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. Like, petty theft, no. Uh, marijuana, no. Smaller cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to point out the, the corporate side of this. Okay. I think that corporate America would hate for amnesty. Hmm. Why do you say that? Um, well, I, people employ illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying and you can pay them less. You can pay right them less. Now. A lot less. Interesting. And so think of, there's a common stereotype of uh, immigrant or legal immigrants being, you know, fruit picker in, say, California, right? Or, like, just just labor that you don't want unless you need it. 
And there's stories of, on these big farms, these undocumented immigrants being paid next to nothing for hours of hard work, like upwards of 12 hours. There's also stories of companies literally, it was corporate use of illegal uh, immigrants. Um, I just think that, you know, there's stories of them taking slave wages for hours and hours of work, uh, stories of the company after they took their work sending immigration to get them uh, so they don't have to pay them, stuff like that, just, just awful things. So I know that Amnesty is, is really bad for companies in some cases, but overall America would benefit heavily from it because now these people are making more money which they're able to then spend back into the economy. Uh, right. And I honestly think if you have that, then it can increase wages as a whole because there's more competition. So it, it's right. it's a possible theory that could work. Um, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. If I were a business, I mean... Yeah. It, it's, at the same time, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I'd have to think about that because Trump himself used undocumented, undocumented uh, immigrants all true. the time. That is true. Yeah, and he still did it even in his presidency. His resorts would. Um, yeah. Next, I want to go to the humane side of this. Okay. So you got ICE targeting people who primarily speak Spanish, unless or. That's their target, is people who don't speak much English. Right. Uh, targeting them and basically tricking them into uh, allowing them to violate their rights legally, though, and then arresting them and deporting them. Okay. Uh, so you got the fact that you do need a warrant for some of these things that ICE is doing, especially entering homes. Mm-hmm. Um, a signed warrant. And the the thing there is if someone lets you in, then ICE can get in. But they, you need consent to enter a home as ICE. Yeah. So if you have someone who doesn't speak much English and they don't know what's going on, they're like, all right, come in. Boom, you can get arrested that way. Uh, there's also translators available um, if you need one. You just got to request it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of tweets out there uh, that are like, here's what to yeah, do. Yeah, your right to a lawyer. Everyone has a right to a lawyer. Yeah. Um, the cell phone footage is going to be interesting because yeah. I, I do think there will be cell phone footage. Yeah. Uh, it will be hard to watch in some cases. Mm-hmm. But it might be necessary to bring attention to some of this. Right. The cell phone footage, that is, not the actual deportations and process itself yeah um like to see some of the things that people are going through and the terrible process of ripping families apart in order to deport someone right it's yeah if there's any of those it's videos be, where it's like a dad like being taken away and like his family's like watching mm-hmm. or something like it's I'd, just 
that that's that's going viral and that's really gonna hurt Trump and that's well in the first place. It's just I don't know if it will hurt sad. him though because some of these people live for it. Some of people view these these people as True. just diehard criminals who have killed someone, even though that's they haven't. A very small portion. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still a portion. Yeah. And it's a vocal portion. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be yeah, true. a scary time for a lot of these people. Yeah, best best of luck to, to anyone who has to deal with that. Um, all right, you want to move on to our, our next topic, Mr. Sean? Sure, we can. All right. Sure. Um, okay, so the other day... Our leader, Donald J. Trump, um, had requested a strike against Iran for Mm -hmm. striking down one of our unmanned drones. Um, Yes. And so, let's see. This was on Thursday, I believe. And with 10 minutes to go, yep, on Thursday, um... Trump called off the strike. And so, mm-hmm. to me, this is very interesting because there was a report that came out that Trump told Iran, hey, if you guys don't meet with us and talk to us about this whole thing and uh, listen to our demands, we're going to give you the strike. And then when Iran didn't immediately respond, um, Trump did not go ahead with the strike like he said he would. He did end up calling it off. And so, for one, that's interesting to me because, um, you know, Trump is not coming off as strong maybe as he he wanted to be because Iran's basically just not really listening to him. Um, And the other thing is, um, you know, what would have happened with, you know, if the strike had gone down? So there's a lot to consider here, uh, both in terms of, like, Trump's position in this and in terms of the consequences of his actions. Um, and so I do think the decision to call it off was was a good one. Um, I mean, no American lives were lost. It was an unmanned drone. It was flying over Iran. If there was a drone flying over America, I'm sure we would shoot it down. Yeah, um, we 100% have shot it down. Exactly. Um, do we probably have more of a reason to spy on them than they have on us? Maybe. Um, but that's definitely not a good enough reason to start a war and start killing them. Um, yeah. So I think that was good. But the interesting thing is I think – I wonder if maybe this was some sort – like maybe they had planned this, the Trump administration. I don't know if they're smart enough to do this. Maybe they had planned this as like some sort of like publicity stunt to be like, hey, you know, Mr. Trump is actually not a warmonger. You know, he wants peace. You know, we were going to strike him and he yeah. called it off. He's he's a dove or whatever, um, which would be really interesting to see if that works out and if that's what they was going for. I don't think they were. I think Trump actually did change his mind. I think he got scared. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if they did because that would be pretty interesting. Um, and then, yeah, so um, as far as the consequences portion of this, um, it just – this type of stuff always seems to escalate and then usually come to an end before it ever gets to war. But there is that very small possibility that it just escalates and escalates and keep going. Um, I'm sure Iran would have struck back in some form if we had um, – if we had hit them, um, because Iran is not Syria. Iran is a lot more powerful than Syria. They're not fighting. We'd be, in, we'd be in a war. They're not fighting a war with Syria. They actually do have the capacity to kind of fight back, unlike Syria when we 
when we struck Syria. I believe that was in the first year of Trump's presidency. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I think it was good decision. Um, and But I do question kind of the process, and I, I'm really intrigued by how they came about that decision if Trump actually did it himself. It's unfortunate that we probably won't ever know that. Um, but, yeah, just very interesting stuff to consider. So first, another war in the Middle East would be disastrous. You have twice as many people in Iran as you do in Iraq. Mm-hmm. They are much more uh, capable of fighting back than Iraq. Mm-hmm. And like their army trains in guerrilla tactics. So you take what the basic strategy that ISIS did in, in their guerrilla tactics, and they have that at a nationwide army level, and they're highly proficient in it, and we're going to get blown up. Of course, our military is a lot more powerful, but look at Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a war in there would be a sinkhole. We'd, we'd get in, and then we wouldn't be out for however many years. I imagine it would be decades. Yeah. I mean, uh, if we wanted to fight an actual war like that, that would be bad. Um, I think if yes. I think what would happen is, honestly, we'd just, just bomb the hell out of them, like literally yeah. everywhere, and then see if maybe that causes them to surrender. Kind of like a, a mini which it wouldn't a mini World War Two. No, it probably wouldn't. They probably have yeah underground bunkers it for just, all the military places and stuff. So we wouldn't. It, it just makes the the people angrier. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and then you look at the people surrounding Trump, as the big pushers. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, John Bolton. Yep. Who's a notorious war hawk. And very very keen on Iran having a regime change. Mm-hmm. You have Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who's also a war hawk. Uh, and these are two of the most influential people. You didn't have a, a Secretary of Defense at the time because Patrick Shanahan was out and Mark Esper was just acting. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have a developed Secretary of Defense who knows their stuff as well as you know Jim Mattis would have. Right. And it's like amateur hour in this department they trust in the united states military to just destroy iran and then it'll be over but it won't be over like that people will die and most likely american people will die uh soldiers sailors marines airmen whatever it be so it's it's a, it's first i think it is in my personal view it is an unnecessary conflict i think that iran poses no immediate threat to the united states thus should not Mm -hmm. be taken this in like the conflict should not be this intense right now even though there is no armed conflict um there is a very vocal conflict and I really think the United States is looking for their Gulf of Tonkin for Iran. Just a reason to get involved. Hmm. Whether it be the drone, which it's disputed whether it's an international or Iranian airspace. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was an international, that's a lot more uh, open to interpretation on what the United States should do. But if it was over Iran and it was their airspace, they have 100% legal authority to shoot something down like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's such a slippery slope. 
Yeah. And it all stems back from what Trump wants. And I don't know what Trump wants with this. It might be to benefit Saudi Arabia. It might be to benefit Israel. But it will not benefit the United States. Hmm. Yeah, I would say I'm probably a little more wary of Iran than you. I do think... I mean, Iran does some pretty bad stuff. First of all, there's society. Yeah, say 100% too. Saudi Arabia does too. Yeah, first of all, yeah, yeah, true. Their society so. is not very, um, not nearly as tolerant as we are in terms of a lot of things, um, women's rights and stuff like that. Um, and then they're, they obviously do have the capability to be aggressive, and then we do have the issue of them potentially getting nuclear weapons. And so I do think Iran with a nuclear arsenal would be bad. The only thing is I don't think... Fighting them now is the right choice, um, but I don't think either Trump's or Obama's strategy to combat the nuclear weapons worked or is working. Um, I don't know the probably the proper way to deal with that. Um, it might just be even harsher sanctions, even though as dumb as that sounds. Um, I th- but- I think that Obama's deal, well, you know, it wasn't a good deal in a lot of ways, but it was a democratic deal. Mm-hmm. In which, the in which Iran agreed upon it democratically, because there's two sides: there's the theological side, and then there's the democratic side. And the and to prop up the democratic process in Iran is a lot better than to, to further separate the two. Because mm-hmm. that deal was a win in for a lot of the. Iranian members who voted for it or who agreed upon it. And they were complying with it for the most part. Or I th- I believe I want to say they were complying to it because there wasn't direct evidence that they weren't. Um, if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. But uh-huh. I imagine if they weren't complying to the, our allies' satisfaction, our allies wouldn't be in it, but they still are. I think... Yeah, I'm not a fan of the deal because, well, for one, we gave them billions of dollars of cash. It was pretty similar to appeasement. And we there's no, there were reports that they weren't going to listen to the, to the nuclear restrictions at all. I mean, there was no way to monitor, like the deal did not have any like proper, secure way to make sure that they weren't, that they were holding up their end of the bargain. And that's, I think, what the problem was. If there was, if there I was ima- a world in which I imagine there was an insurement that people, there were inspections that could be undertaken. I mm. want to say that was part of the deal that um, any of the countries could inspect one see. of the facilities. So I'm reading some information about it. Probably edit this out. Um. But again, to just back out of that deal, that just weakens American diplomatic process. Because now other countries will see it. What's North Korea to say that we won't back away from a deal we make with North Korea? Uh-huh. Or if we make a deal with China, what's China to say that we won't just back away when we don't like it anymore? So that's why it's so important that even if you have a different, you know, different administration to stick with those deals. Because if you don't, it has ramifications for the entire world. Right. Yeah, I think the what it re- the conclusion relies on whether they were listening to the agreement or not, and I think the problem was there was no. I don't think the inspections were. Um, I don't think there were enough inspections, and I don't think 
um, there were any way to trust the inspections um, because it was really just um, like there was no guarantee that Iran was following yeah. the deal. I think was was Trump's. But idea. that that was the trust with it that we needed to have. Right, but I don't know. That's the thing is I don't know if we can trust yeah. Iran. So yeah. I don't. But the, but but again, so I don't like the Iran deal. But can, I don't know if I don't really think Trump. Now has they done can say anything. the same about us. True. Um. But I don't think the Trump administration has done anything better is the problem. So, yeah, again, I don't really they know have, how to deal with Iran, but I am wary of it eventually becoming a problem. Sanctions just piss people off. Um, um, I think some sanctions in history yes. have been effective, but others, right, have pissed people off and have not done anything. So, yeah, it's interesting. All right. Um, anything hey. else? Or you want to move on to the next... Item no war, agenda. please. That's all I gotta say. No war, please. No, that would be that's the ideal outcome. Okay. Um. So, our next topic revolves around the Supreme Court of the United States. Scatus. Sean, you want to get into that? Yes. Uh. Supreme Court earlier this week said that the Republican. Virginia House of Delegates could not legally challenge a lower court opinion that said that the Virginia gerrymandered maps must fall um, due to racial gerrymandering. So it wasn't a ruling on that, the issue. The Supreme Court just said you can't challenge it legally. Um, And they referred it back to the lower court's decision, which said that the maps were unconstitutional. Uh, this is big because it was a racial gerrymandering, so it wasn't a partisan one, which is still going to be decided upon later this, uh, this court session. Mm-hmm. But basically, Virginia needs to stick with the, the maps that are now being drawn, uh, uh, which do favor Democrats because it's not racially gerrymandered. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a big win for Virginia, and I, you already know my opinion on gerrymandering as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad to see this. I wish that there was a Supreme Court decision that was made on the, the constitutionality of the gerrymanders themselves mm-hmm. uh, because it would show a lot about our Supreme Court and thus our democracy. Um, like It would have been interesting if it went to the Supreme Court, they accepted it, and then they... They accepted the case, and then they uh, they struck down the the past decision, saying that it was perfectly legal because that would have ramifications across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad to see that it was still struck down. It was five to four. Uh, it was Sotomayor, Kagan, Ginsburg, so the liberal wing, and then uh, Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch. Mm-hmm. Of the conservative wing, so it was it was mixed. Yeah, yeah. These are my uh, favorite decisions because then it's not just like everybody's like, oh, the conservative justices are biased. We could like picking the conservative ones, and the liberal ones are picking the liberal ones. No, like these mixed ones, I think are really where you get to the core of these constitutional questions. Yes, um, yes, but that is because it was racial, right, and not partisan. Right. True. So. Um, we'll see with the uh, the partisan one later this term. Yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. I think the interesting parts to me about this are that, so basically the House 
of the Virginia House was essentially arguing for itself in court. Um, yeah. And they were determining the legitimacy of that. And I agree with the decision. Um, I mean, that should be left up to the Attorney General. I mean, the House certainly has a lot of responsibility, but that responsibility does not include representation in court. And what Alito, who was on the losing side of the decision, said was, the House map has an important impact on the overall work of the body. Um, and then a change to the map, therefore, has a powerful effect on the chamber's ability to do its job. Oh, I don't necessarily agree with that, and not to say I'm as qualified as Alito is, but it sure, it does have a power. Like, I don't agree with the idea that it has a powerful effect on the chamber's ability to do its job, because whether whoever's in the chamber, which is what the consequence of voting is, they're going to do their job, they're going to vote. I don't understand how a gerrymander um, existing or not existing has an important impact on the overall work of the body. It um, doesn't. Exactly. And I, so, I don't think it doesn't. And so that's like, why... The, the maps were going to be redrawn anyway after the sense or after 2020. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not sure what Alito is really referring to there because the House is going to be the House. It's going to vote. It's going to do, do its stuff no matter what the districts look like, so... I don't really know. Um, maybe I have to read the opinion more, but if, if that's his main idea, I'm not sure if I agree with it. Um, yeah. Is all right, it, yeah, interesting there. Just to confirm, Alito was, is he the conservative wing? If, I believe yeah, he, is, he is he is. He's the conservative yeah, wing. They can, it's Alito. All right, just making sure. Um, and then Gorsuch is, has been pretty uh, willing to side with both sides, but he's more conservative. Um Alito, Gorsuch, um, Kavanaugh, um, and Thomas. Thomas. So and Alito saying that it has the job, it will impede on the job. That seems like a yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. That seems like a partisan decision. I Potentially, don't know. yeah, yeah. The uh, the non-racial one later will be probably even more important. Yes. One to I I honestly think. Like the the optimist in me wants to see the the partisan gerrymander fall, mm. but I honestly think that it's too. The the court itself is too partisan already. The only person I can see as a swing vote is uh is is Kennedy, not Kennedy, recipes Kennedy Roberts, even though he's not dead, is Roberts. Yes. Yeah, Roberts. Roberts um, has shown to do that because he he does seem like he wants to preserve the legitimacy of the court as a. Nonpartisan body, yeah. Um, but at its whole or at its core, the the idea of gerrymandering I think goes against the Constitution, but that's just me. Um, I'm with. The, I think my solution to gerrymandering. I mean, there's. And this might sound a little too optimistic. Create there's there's so much computer power these days. Create an algorithm that analyzes all the maps, all the data. And comes up with the most fair districts. Um, yeah, that could that work. Should be that should not be that hard, at all. And then there should be reviewed by a panel of, let's say, five people. And um, if you get even, it should be five people two, not in the state. two to say yes. Then I think it should. You know, this looks fair to me. Then I think it should be fine because I. Well, what if those two were just. Two Republicans, and it was. It ended up being a Republican favorite map. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Or if it's two we'd Democrats, to, and it was. A we'd have to do some map. tests, and and people yeah. would have to come together and be like, "Yeah, this seems fair." So it depends on, yeah, on how powerful and how effective 
and how accurate the algorithm is. But let's say in a perfect world it does turn out to be perfect, then then <clears throat> I don't. There shouldn't be. It shouldn't take much to approve of it. But no. I have to see. I have to see what kind of maps it would come up with before we. Yeah. Before we. Uh, I, I, yeah. We hundred percent of the technology. Yeah. Um, okay. Exactly. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that's what I'll do with my computer science degree. Yes, do it, please. I will be the anti-gerrymanderer. Honestly, like that sounds like that honestly sounds like a fun project to me. Like maybe maybe I will look into that one day. Go for um, it. I will provide financial support. Yes. Um, and then the last topic I want to touch on is is let's have a moment of silence for Alabama giving another seat to the Democrats. Should Roy Moore win the primary? I I just uh, I don't, I don't know. This guy's crazy. All right, what do you want to say about it? Man, what is he thinking? <laughs> That's like Hillary Clinton running for president three times. I just... Well, he already lost. And now yes. he doesn't even have the support of Trump or like 90% exactly. of the Republicans. He might exactly. get 20% of his... <laughs> but but he might have the support days. of Alabama, Stan. <sighs> He uh, he might have the support of it. it de- I think it depends the, on how liberal. I already know Alabama is. is so backwards. Cause it's Doug, gonna be Doug Jones again. It's it's Doug Jones. I was running race. against Jones. Yeah, it's gonna be against oh, Jones. No, there's no way he wins. Because it was for um, what's his name? C. I forgot. Um, the, uh, the, um, he was yeah. Department Justice exactly Secretary. Uh, ah, Judge. Small, shorter, white hair. Um, he was he was the uh, he was attorney general. He was the attorney yes. general. Um, attorney general. All right, first one to come up with his name wins. Um, ah, attorney general. I don't know. Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. We did it. What Jeff Sessions. Did so it's for it Jeff, did you think Jeff about Sessions. Did you figure out yourself? Uh, I looked it up. Um, uh, Jeff Sessions' seat, who he was elected 2014 yes. again, and then he went to the Trump administration. So yeah. I just because um, it's, it's the same race which he lost, except he'll have less support now because Trump is not with yes. him. Yes. Like how? Like in what? But he can still he can split. But he can still split the Republican primary, and he can still win that one. Well, right. I'm, yeah, he, he might be able to win the primary, which would be horrendous, but there's no way he wins the general. I don't think he'll win the general based on how Doug Jones won the last one as well as how moderates are seeming – or how moderate Doug Jones is in general yeah. as well as how Democrats are riled up in this election or and they're going to be riled up. Yeah. Um. Of course, it can go the other way with Trump, but like, how can you support someone accused of sexual assault or pedophilia? Credibly accused. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yes. His, his, so were, like, his were credible, yeah. I just think that if you have another Roy Moore Senate run, you will have another Democrat for six years this time. Yeah. Instead of two. Republicans got to get their act together. They got to get someone else in there. Someone who isn't a normal Alabama man. Hmm. Alabama man. Alabama man, a man. I I just think that Alabama is so it's it's like fifty years in the past. <laughs> I think parts of it are. I think. Oh, well, they're last in education. 
in the country. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I hope Alabama wakes up. It's going to fall again on minorities' shoulders to, to hold people accountable. Because, you know, you saw minorities are the reason, pri- primarily African Americans are the reason Doug Jones won last race. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be a it'll be a cool race to watch. I like Doug Jones. I think he is a good voice for Alabama. That is not far left or far right. He's pretty moderate. He's a centrist, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um. Other than that, Doug Jones, please don't ride on your horse to the election polls again. Uh, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It is broken. Um, but yeah, honestly, but... as a as a as someone who votes Democrat, I I want Roy Moore to run again. Yeah, exactly. That's there's always that. Um, I want the idiot to yeah. run, so my guy wins. I do want. Well, last time the idiot ran, he became president. Huh. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so, I, yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, if Trump, yeah, if Trump wins the Trump will never primary, run. Trump will we'll, never win the primary. We'll, we'll then Trump will never we'll win the presidency." Yeah. Never, so, never underestimate someone. Always take everybody seriously, no matter how stupid they sound. Exactly. Because there's always someone dumber. Yes. All right. All right. That's about it I have for now. Yes. Thank you for listening to another episode. We have a loyal fan base um, looking at our, our Three numbers. Three people. Uh, no, it is, it is well above. Uh, it's higher than Three. It is higher than three, it is higher than four, it is higher than five, it is higher than six, it is higher than seven. I will not tell you how much higher than seven it is. I will tell you on the w. first episode, the first episode we broke 20 views, which is Man, pretty W! So all of you who listen to I can't to even episode, count that high. All of you who listen to our first episode, you are part of a fervent fan base community. A little less support on the second episode. We'll see how the Merch third episode coming soon. goes. Third episode is going to put out today, Saturday, as soon as we're done recording this. It'll be a little late. I apologize. We're going to be better at posting um, more soon. regularly um, and on a consistent date. We'll, we'll establish that. And then when you guys are listening to this, probably have this out maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. So you have a few days to listen to episode three before you listen to this here, episode four. Um, and yeah, as always, thanks for watching. Let us know any comments, questions, ideas you have for next one. Sean, what do you want to leave them with? Um, if you have PayPal, please message me. That's it. Yes. I'm hurting right now. Uh, Summer's rough. Summer's rough. It is rough. So much stuff to spend on. Also, the Democratic debates are this week. Yes. I'm excited. That's going to be a fun episode. I think think our next episode is going to be Democrat Boogaloo. Yes. Yeah, solar uh, electric powered. No, let's do solar, solar energy powered. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun episode. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Andrew Yang, and Big I can't Andy. wait to talk about Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. All right. See you guys later. Take care. Bye. Bye bye.